0: Hello and welcome to I Watch This As an Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 2002's Eight Mile. Hey guys, and welcome to the show. Gonna be reviewing 2002's Eight Mile. I was going to review Hawkeye and this other, um, thing I saw with, uh, Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes called True Story, but I think I'm going to do that, uh, in the middle of the week, cause your boy not feeling too good, <laughs> you know, like, your boy not feeling too good, your boy feeling under the weather right now as I'm recording this. Uh, Thanksgiving has beat the ever-loving shit out of me, (laughs) honestly. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get through this movie review. I'm not feeling good. I had to go to I had to go to the bathroom. I know TMI. I know I had to go to the bathroom. My head hurts. I'm drinking. I'm drinking a lot of water right now. You may hear me drinking water (laughs) throughout this episode. Okay, to stay hydrated. Like it's. just say your boy your boy not feeling too good right now, but I I wanted to do I wanted to do an episode today. You know, I, I, I promised you guys this episode last week and I'm gonna give it to you. Like I said, Hawkeye reviews. Hawkeye review. Um, by that time probably episode three will be up. Uh Hawkeye review episode one through three. Uh probably next week on the podcast. I'll do those next week on the podcast and true story review probably this week I'm not sure by that time nobody's probably even gonna fucking care about this shit so I don't even probably don't even know I'm promising this I'm I'm not promising you anything but Hawkeye I'll probably do next week so I'll, I'll have one episodes one through three what I think of Hawkeye next week so let's just get let's get through this episode so I can like lay the fuck down or do whatever, you know, (laughs) because, like, I am not feeling well right now, um, let's get through this, more time I waste, the more, yeah, let's get through this, (laughs) um, 8 Mile came out in 2002, uh, let's talk about how I saw this as a child, I saw this movie on cable, I was a teenager at the time, I was, fuck, two thousand. It's like 17 right 17 18 maybe when I saw this when I saw this movie uh no 2002 no I was, I was 16 I think yeah maybe like 16 17 years old it was in between that I was in between that 16 17 years old when I saw this movie um just saw it on like I saw it on cable didn't want to see it in the theater you know? didn't want to see it in the theater especially where the fuck I live uh, you know, and this is a hip-hop movie yeah, I don't want to see this in the in the theater where I live uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it I don't really have a fascinating story about how I saw this movie or how this movie changed my life or whatever the fuck I was a big Eminem fan as a teenager I really was, I was a big Eminem fan as a teenager but don't really have a big story about that shit uh, this movie was directed by Curtis Hansen. the screenplay was written by Scott Silver the movie had a budget of $41 million and brought in 242.9 million dollars at the box office. That's a lot of fucking money. Uh <laughs> obviously. This movie currently has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 75%. Let's get into the movie. Uh let's get into this goddamn movie shit. Uh, <laughs> All I got to say is, like, they really capitalized on Eminem's popularity at the right time. That's all I got to say. Oh, this is, this was, like, peak Eminem in, uh, 2002. First, uh, album, uh, Slim Shady LP came on in 98. Uh, he rose to popularity with, uh, uh, with, um, I was about to say the Eminem show, but, uh, Uh, damn, what's the name? I told you, I'm, I am told you I'm not feeling good right now. <laughs> I told you guys this. I can't really think right now. Um, Marshall Mathers LP. He, uh, he had the Marshall Mathers LP that came out in 2000. And then the Eminem show came out in 2002. So, it's a ripe time, great time to capitalize on the popularity of Eminem. It was great. He was at the height of his per- popularity in 2002. It's a perfect time to make a movie. Um, I can't really judge Eminem's acting skills because, uh, he's just basically playing himself. This is a, it's pretty semi-autobiographical, you know, semi-autobiographical, you know, like he's in Detroit, he's white, he's trying to be a rapper, he's got a whole bunch of black guys around him, you know, <laughs> he has a, he has a, he has a, he has a the shitty mom, you know, the shitty... He's around shitty women and all this stuff. and It's pretty much it, man. It's pretty much fucking it. Um, let's talk about Anthony Mackie. <laughs> I have to say this, man. Anthony Mackie has come a long way. Anthony Mackie's come a long way. From 8 Mile to Captain America. That's a long journey. You know? But yeah, he's in this movie... Anthony Mackie's in this movie, but he's not really in this movie. It was like he mostly plays the black background. He's like the the main villain, Papa Doc. He's like the main rival of Eminem's uh, character, B Rabbit. Uh, but like he's he kind of plays the background. He's like you see him rap at the beginning of the you see him rap at the beginning of the um, of the movie. But you, you he's just there after that like he's there to like fucking bully eminem don't bully eminem and all this stuff uh he's, he's got this group called the free world they're like his posse you know <laughs> and like mostly you see more of them and like eminem uh, not eminem uh anthony mackie's kind of like in the fucking background kind of he pulls out a gun a couple of times but that's it uh <laughs> that's pretty much it for uh anthony mackie but he came a long way man he came a long way Makai Pfeiffer looks stupid with those fucking dreads, (laughs) that's all I got to say about Makai Pfeiffer, like, Makai Pfeiffer's in the movie, that's all I got to say about Makai Pfeiffer, I've never really considered Makai Pfeiffer that great of an actor, he's a passable actor, I've never really been like, oh my god, Makai Pfeiffer is incredible in this, you know, like, I've never really said that about makai pfeiffer at all you know he had a good stint on er i think he was good on er uh for the time he was on er uh it was a 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 good step for him you know <laughs> on there but he's he's uh he didn't really he didn't really wow me in this movie you know didn't really wow me in this movie uh, speaking of Makai Pfeiffer, who plays one of uh, B-Rabbit's friends, Future. That's his name. Future. Uh, speaking of that, B-Rabbit has the weirdest assortment of friends. <laughs> he has the weirdest assortment of friends. It's like, it's just a bunch of niggas who shouldn't be hanging out with each other. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's just a bunch of niggas that shouldn't be hanging out with each other. He got Future with the fucked up dreads. He got Uh, A fat nigga, you got like this, like, fucking like Malcolm X, uh, Farrakhan ass nigga that hangs out with this, this thing. Oh, my brother, you are messing up, you are contributing to the flight, the plight, excuse me, my brother, the plight of the community, and we need to come together as one in order... To see a brighter day. Assalamualaikum, malakum asalam, my brother. He got he got one of them niggas, uh, and he's got just like this this white dude with him that looks like he's got like fetal alcohol syndrome or whatever the fuck. You know, like he just, he, like he just ain't right. You know, he just ain't right in the head. Uh, I'm gonna talk about this nigga a little bit more as the, as the, as the review goes along because he does something really dumb, um, but anyway, yeah, all those dudes look like they shouldn't be fucking hanging out with each other, uh, B-Rabbit has a weird relationship with his sister, he has a younger sister named Lily, and I don't know, if this is Eminem's acting skills around children, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's just his acting skills around children, but, They didn't have a, what's a traditional brother-sister relationship. Uh, cause even when, cause like the girl, the girl's gotta be like maybe seven, maybe seven years old, maybe eight, you know, and probably Eminem's playing like a dude in like his early twenties. I think at this time, like Eminem was fucking 30, but you know, but but he's playing a dude in his early twenties. Most likely. And. It's just. They just they got a weird relationship. They got a father-daughter relationship. They have a father-daughter relationship. Because like. Even when you're older than your sibling. You guys don't really have that relationship. You know. You don't really have that relationship. Because. Um, I'm, I'm seven years older than my sister. We weren't really like a father-daughter relationship, you know? You know? Even, cause like, it's like even, even when you even when you have a sibling that's way younger than you, you don't treat them like they're your kid. You know? It's like whenever your mom tells you, hey, watch this little motherfucker, right? <laughs> you know? Like, it's kind of it's kind of a burden on you because you want to go out have fun especially when you're a young person you want to go out have fun you want to do things that you want to do when you got this little person but like he like really really cared for his sister like a like a like a father for a daughter you know (laughs) because like it was just weird it was just weird you probably got to watch the movie to see what i'm talking about it's a weird relationship they got a weird relationship uh i had a question i had a question for people in detroit and i'll take this the wrong way because <laughs> i'm scared of, i'm scared of detroit niggas but you know but, but you know but uh does every dude in detroit live with their mom like seriously man um like because like everybody's talking about living with their mom even, like, Eminem had this whole, like, model of, man, we ain't doing shit, man, like, we all talking about all this shit, what we gonna do with our life, but we just sitting around living with our moms, man, so shut the fuck up and all this shit, right? So, does everybody live with their mom in Detroit? Like, all you niggas, like, live with your mom, mamas? Because, like, even, like, the DJ, uh, talent agent guy that's trying to put Eminem on and talking about how he's gonna put Eminem on is, he lives with his mom, like he lets his mom borrow his car and all this shit and half the time we don't even see his car like he's riding with eminem (laughs) he's riding with eminem or he's riding with somebody else you know he's never in his car he's never in his car and i'm like dude where what you you talk about this car you like hey yo yeah man my mama using it you know does everybody live with their mom i just just shoot me a line or don't shoot me but shoot me a line (laughs) uh when you get this message you know because i want to know i'm i genuinely want to know what is the living situation in detroit i want to know i'm curious i'm really fucking curious this ain't a joke it ain't nothing. I'm I'm fucking curious. I care. I want you guys to know that I fucking care. Okay, that's it. Um, I miss Brittany Murphy. I really do. I love to meet some Brittany Murphy. Uh, Brittany Murphy. She's just such a good actress. <laughs> she was such a good actress, man. I said this about her in Clueless. I couldn't. I couldn't gush about Brittany Murphy anymore. You know than I did on the in that in that clueless review man because like she's she's just so natural. It's like it's nothing to her. You know? It's like acting is just like breathing to her. It's just in here, she's just so fucking casual. She's just the most casual actress that you ever want to fucking meet. She's, it's like she's not nervous. She's not trying to she's not phoning anything in. She's just in the moment. And I love that about her. I love that about Brittany Murphy. I was like, this girl, if she would, she, she would have been a real big deal if she was still around today. Like, I'm a, I'm gonna have a fucking hot take here. Here's the hot take of the, of, of the, of the podcast, everybody. Uh, I feel like if she was still alive, she would have been Black Widow. Think about it. Just think about it. Cause she died like a year ago. I want to say a year before Iron Man 2 came out, she, she died, um, probably a year, was it a year, when did Iron Man 2 come out, but, hey man, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe she was in the running or something like that, but, uh, she, I think she could have been a good Black Widow, I really do, and I got nothing to get Scarlett Johansson, you know, like, I love me some Scarlett Johansson, I think she's a fine actress, my wife looks like her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I really I have nothing against Scarlett Johansson as a as a as a as an actress or as a person you know but Brittany Murphy I kind of feel like her and Brittany Murphy were kind of competing you know if you got to think about it there's even some movies in the mid-2000s that I thought that Brittany Murphy was in that Scarlett Johansson was in or vice versa because I was like wait, because I, I would, I like, look at a movie from back in the day, and I'd be like, hold up, that was Brittany Murphy, <laughs> you know, I mean? that wasn't Scarlett Johansson, I always thought that was Scarlett Johansson, but that was Brittany Murphy, but, um, but yeah, man, she's a, she, was a, she was a, she was a really great, good fucking actress, and I think she would have, she would have been a great Black Widow, I think, if that would have kind of, like, blew her up and changed the trajectory of her career, I think so. Kim Basinger's in this movie, and Kim Basinger plays a watered-down version of Eminem's mom, pretty much, and just falls flat, there's not really much to talk about, here's just her and Michael Shannon, Michael Shannon's in this movie, uh, playing, uh, Kim Basinger's much younger boyfriend, (laughs) so young that her and, uh, Eminem, not her, uh, that Michael Shannon and Eminem (laughs) went to high school together, they went to high school together. They went to high school together and now he's fucking his mom. There's even there's even a sex scene between the two of them. <laughs> in the movie, like Eminem walks in on Kim Basinger and Michael Shannon having sex on the couch. <laughs> and it's just like, she has a great body though. It's like, Kim Basinger was most likely in her mid-40s when she did this movie. She had to be in her mid-40s. Uh let me confirm that, cause uh, I want to say her my yeah shit she's Kim Basinger is Kim Basinger is sixty seven years old now. Kim Kim Basinger, Kim Basinger is pushing seventy now. So at that time she had to have been in her uh, mid forties. I want to say in her mid forties, probably pushing fifty uh, when she did when she did Eight Mile and she had a. She, great fucking body, man, like, when she was in that sex scene, and you, like, saw her body, you saw her naked, man, it was good, it was still good, (laughs) you know, like, she's, like, a, she had to be pushing, like, 50 years old, and she had a great fucking body, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but, yeah, I gotta give her that, but, like, her performance in this movie kind of falls flat to me, you know, I've never really been a Kim Basinger dude anyway, you know, any movie she's in is just blah, you know, even in Batman, I'm not even gonna go into that, but cause like I got a Batman review coming up, uh, real soon in the near future, so I'm gonna save that. Uh, I'm gonna save that for my Batman review. What I thought about Kim Basinger and Batman. Um, but yeah, man, she's she's kind of watered down in here. Um, my favorite scene in this movie, his whole entire movie, is the lunch break freestyle. Cause I just love that shit. I love exhibit <laughs> exhibit exhibits hilarious in this uh in this in this in this scene especially when he starts picking on this fat dude he just look at this fat ass nigga (laughs) he just starts picking on this dude out of nowhere he just starts picking on this dude out of nowhere and and like the, the the camera like the pan away doesn't make it any Fucking better because like exhibits because exhibit's like freestyling and then he just turns around he's like look at this fat ass nigga and then like they fucking pan over to the dude and the dude's like come on bro you like <laughs> it's the funniest shit <laughs> and that's the only reason I like that scene because exhibit is fucking hilarious in it and he just fucking starts picking on this fat guy. <laughs> And then just the way the scenes just put together is just fucking hilarious. I love that shit. Um, right after that, uh, Eminem and Brittany Murphy have sex in a dirty fucking pressing mill, which is, I think is just fucking gross. You know, bruh, I'm like, how y'all gonna have sex in a dirty ass, like, pressing factory? I think they fucking make car hoods or whatever the fuck. It's Detroit, you know, Steel City. Uh, or is that Pittsburgh? I don't know, but, uh, you know. I might have got that wrong, sorry. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, man, I'm not just gonna fucking... I'm not gonna have sex in a fucking dirty pressing mill, bro. Like, that's just fucking gross. It's like all that... You can catch fucking scabies up in that motherfucker. I'm like, I'm not gonna stick my naked ass on the... Or anybody else's naked ass on some fucking rusted... On some rusted shit, man. You're like, everything in that fucking everything in that fucking factory is fucking rusted, bro, <laughs> you know, like, and, like, that's, you gonna, get, you're gonna, you're gonna need a fucking tetanus shot after that shit, man, you gonna catch something, uh, that, and, first of all, well, second of all, I, I talked about that, but second of all, I'm not just gonna nut in a girl that I just met, like, two days ago, I'm sorry, like, you, you only knew this girl for, like, two days, you barely talked to her, and you're gonna, you're gonna you gonna you gonna you're gonna stick your penis in her and just raw by the way there was no protection <laughs> there was no condom. <laughs> they didn't have a condom because like the shit just came out of the blue and you just met this girl two days ago and you're gonna nut inside of her you're gonna you gonna ejaculate inside this girl that you only knew for two days like that's nasty that's really fucking nasty, you can say whatever you want, but be like, oh man, you ain't a real nigga, like, I'm like, I was like, a lot of you niggas do this, I bet a lot of you niggas do this shit, and I'm being real right now, like, I'm being real right now, I bet a lot of you niggas nutting girls that you just met, and just fuck them raw, no condom, obviously, there's no condom, that's how you nutting a girl, <laughs> cause otherwise you just nothing in the condom. But I bet you, girl. I bet you guys, nothing, girls, that you just met. You know, like you ain't get to know this girl. You ain't get to know this broad. You don't even know how many dudes she been with before you. You don't know this girl. You don't know this girl's like situation sexually. You don't know this girl's health records, you know, you know, like, you don't know what the fuck she might have, she might have a fucking STD and pass that shit on to you, you go to the bathroom, and then, like, you start fucking pissing out fucking knives and shit, you know, like, start pissing out fucking fire, because you decided to fucking nut in a girl that you met two days ago, you dirty dick-ass niggas, and then, also, Rabbit was sipping for this girl. He was sipping for old girl, and, like, she wasn't even his girl. When he caught his dude, uh, the, the agent dude, uh, the DJ slash agent dude, whoever the fuck he is, uh, he caught that dude, uh, uh, like, just knocking the fucking stuffing out of Britney Murphy. <laughs> just knocking the fucking stuffing out of Brittany Murphy, he was blowing her back out, my nigga, uh, and, and when he catches, catches that, uh, he gonna go and get mad, and beat old dude up, I was like, that's not your girl, <laughs> you know, like, y'all don't go together, <laughs> she is not your girlfriend, bruh, like, chill, just chill, bruh, um, Let's move on from this shit. Uh The battle scene is the best scene in this whole goddamn movie. Uh it's my it's not my favorite scene, but it's the best scene in this whole damn movie because it's like the fucking climax of the whole uh goddamn movie. Um I just love it when, like, I just love it when, like, Eminem just trashes all these fucking dudes, you know. Like, it's just Eminem being Eminem, just, just fucking destroying motherfuckers, you know. He <laughs> just destroying motherfuckers on the mic because that's what he does best. That's, that's pretty much it. Like the whole movie is pretty much fucking lollygagging until we get to this fucking scene because this is the best scene in old goddamn movie. Um, I actually have a theory about uh, what happened to B Rabbit after the battle. <laughs> And hear me out, hear me the fuck out, hear me out, um, I think, hear me out, I'm sorry, hear me out, I really think that after Rabbit won the battle, he got shot by Papa Doc right afterwards, hear me out, hear me out, because he destroyed all those niggas, right, he destroyed the shit out of them, Papa Doc. He destroyed the worst. He he blurted all that man business out in the street and everything. And so and Papa Doc had a gun. Let's not, forget, let's not forget about that. That's the foreshadowing. Because Papa Doc pulled out a gun on B-Rabbit twice in this whole fucking movie. And like the second time he was going to pull the fucking trigger until old dude stopped him. Um, old dude that was uh, hitting Brittany Murphy stopped him um, so, I'm thinking that, uh, B-Rabbit ain't here on this earth no more. <laughs> is what I'm thinking, because he embarrassed the shit out of Papa Doc, and Papa Doc caught that nigga, and caught him, I'm sorry, nigga, I can't say that, this ain't going up on TikTok, fuck, um, uh, you know, <laughs> this ain't going up on TikTok, probably all my scene. probably all my goddamn fucking, uh, probably all my, uh, Everything I said on this uh, episode is probably not going on, on TikTok because I said the N-word a bunch of times in this episode, I think. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I think he got shot by Papa Dot. Let's just say that. You know, like, B-Rabbit ain't here no more. That's my, that's my theory on this. Overall, this movie's aight. <laughs> Overall, like I said, I think they were just trying to make the purple rain of hip-hop That's what this feels like to me it's like the purple rain of hip-hop and i kind of think about purple rain i don't remember what i did what i said about purple rain because i did do a purple rain review like many moons ago you can go check that out you can go to my archives and check that out i want to say i did that like two years ago or whatever the fuck you know <laughs> that was a, i did that a, i did that i did that episode a while ago Uh, this is like the, this like towards the beginning of me starting this podcast. I did a purple rain, uh, review. You can go check that out if you want to, but that's what this is going to be. Cause like, I don't know what I said about purple rain. I don't know what I said about purple rain, but this movie is, I, you know, like it's not the greatest movie, you know, it's not the greatest fucking movie. Uh, like I said, most of this movie is just fucking lollygags until we get to the battle scene. Do we get to the rap battle scene where Eminem's just fucking flaming motherfuckers? Most of this movie's just fucking lollygagging. I give it a, I give it a three out of five. It's passable. Join me next week when I will be reviewing 1990's Home Alone. Until next time, peace. And I'm gonna go fucking take a nap. Good night. <laughs>